0: Hey, uh, let's open our Bibles Psalm 90, first of all. We're going to take a little detour today from our study in 1 John. We'll get back to that next week. Um, So I'm going to kind of ramble on for a while. You can blame it on jet lag. um, (laughs) But... It's probably just me. Um, A couple of things. First, though, uh, I got word from Norman today that Anna... uh, I actually heard this yesterday. The surgery surgery went really, really well. She had surgery on Thursday. And she was up and about. And then I just heard from him a few minutes ago that uh, she's going to be discharged to go home today. So that's how well... That's how well it's going, which is very exciting, yeah. So, the, the next thing is, uh, you know, Justin prayed for, uh, for Zion's sake uh, ministry, which is uh, a ministry in Jerusalem to help uh, people who are making Aliyah, which means uh, Jews from around the world who come and make their home in Israel. And so that's kind of their ministry, but they, they do a lot of different things in different countries as well. They're, they're, they're doing stuff in Ukraine, for example, right now, but we've been supporting them for a long time. Uh, but back in, in 2000, we had an opportunity with some other Calvary chapels to go and be with them, uh, for Zion's sake, in Jerusalem and, and to do an outreach, kind of it was a missions trip slash Uh, We did get to do some touring of different sites in in Israel. But Jim went, and I I can't remember if anybody else from our church, Donnie went. And that's all I remember. And we had people from other churches. There was about a dozen or so, I think, right? It's going back a few days, 22 years ago. So so we had this opportunity, and we did like a... um, it wasn't really a festival because it was all indoors, but we did ministry to uh, the, the gypsy children who lived in part of the old city. And we would, you know, bring them by a bus or van or whatever over to the facility uh, where we were, and we did this outreach for, I don't know, four, four days or three or four days, I can't remember, and, and uh, reached out to these kids, and, and it, it, was, it was just incredible. and We also went to, like, where they lived in this part of the old city, and it was just it was just incredible for us and but it felt to me like back then it felt to me like they were like an unreached people group because they didn't have a clue what we were even talking about you see because they're kind of in this no man's land because the you know you have in the old city you have different quarters and you have you know the christian quarter and the muslim quarter and 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 uh the Jewish quarter and I forget the fourth quarter uh, that's football um, but the gypsy people they they're not really accepted by the Jews and they're not really accepted by the Muslims and so they're kind of in this strange you know uh, category but but anyways we got to do some incredible stuff we did skits and and all kinds of you know outreach to them and and uh so, you know, that was 22 years ago, and I really didn't hear anything more about it. Um, you know, we thought, you know, it was, that was a blessing, and, and it was good. So when we were in Israel just uh, a few weeks ago, uh, one of the pastors that was there, um, he came to Anthony and Irene's house, and I hadn't seen him for many, many years. And uh, we just were sitting there talking, and, and uh, he said, you know, I brought up, you know, the fact, you know, I, we had such a good time back then. He says, yeah, you know what happened after that? And I said, no, what happened after that? He said, "He said him and his wife followed up with those kids. And they went to, you know, minister to them and see them. And, and he told me this. He said, 70 of those kids accepted the Lord. Yes. You know, isn't that? That's incredible. You know, 22 years later, we, we had no idea. I had no idea. And, and you just never know. The kind of, you know, fruit that might come, seeds that you plant, you don't know. You may never know here what, you know, a word you might say or something you might do uh, might have some kind of impact. So, um, if you want to look at verse 12 in Psalm 90, this is kind of the idea that, that uh, uh, I'm, I'm kind of going to talk around here. Psalm 90, verse 12, it says, Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Like, what what is our life about, our days? You know, time goes by so quickly, doesn't it? Um, Or maybe slowly for some of us. But the the question I want to ask is, who or what are we living for? Who or what are we living for? You know, um, how many have you... Of like anniversaries, do you like anniversaries? Any of you have an anniversary this month for anything? What? Thirty-eight. Wedding. Thirty-eight. And and how about Matt and Anna? Seven. seven. That's the number of completion of the first seven years. <laughs> Anybody else over here? I saw some hands over here. Thirty-three. Thirty-three amazing. You know, anniversaries, it's, it's, a, it's a time where we stop and say, hey, this is something that happened, and this is something that is real, and we want to celebrate. It's something good, right? It's, it's a, a number that we put on that day, right? You know, it's that day, you know, uh, our, our anniversary's coming up, but not until next month. But this month, I had an anniversary uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, five years ago. Five years ago, I had a little heart problem and, you know, I had to go through the whole surgery and all that business and, and, but five years and I'm still here. I'm going like, what? (laughs) You know, you can't get rid of me. You people can't get rid of me. I got a few years left, I think. I don't know. But, you know, I kind of went back and, and when I was thinking about what I was going to talk about today, I thought, you know, I just had this idea, you know, that, that to, to talk about these things, you know, five years, you know, and, and I look back and see like, well, what did I talk about then? Because, you know, the truth of the matter is, and let's be really honest here, we don't remember things that were told us here on church on Sunday. I'm not... Dumb enough to think that you remember everything that I say. So Peter talked about He says, it's okay if I repeat stuff because that helps you to remember. You probably don't even remember what was spoken about last week. I'm not going to put you on the spot or anything. Because uh, Norman, Norman wouldn't be happy about it. <clears throat> I know Norman spoke last week and I, I listened to his message. Or most of it. So I look back anyways five years ago and and, and and kind of what what was I talking about back then? I, I can remember, you know, kind of what happened. You know, your your life comes to this jarring halt and, and, and you just think about like, well, what is it all about? When something like that radical happens, what is what is really important in this life? And that's what I want to what I want to focus in on is what, what's really important. You know, after the shock of it all, after the denial of it all, you have to say, well, like, what is this all about? This thing we call life. What's it really all about? And, and so I made a little list, and this is what I talked about back then, and I want to kind of go through those again and then talk about a few other things because it isn't just five years ago, is it? It's five, five months ago. Five weeks ago. How about five days how about five minutes? Five minutes ago, you were saying hello to somebody, and Justin said, that's enough. I heard him. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a seventh grade teacher. He's got to do that stuff. So, so let's talk about that. And, and uh, the first thing that, of things that matter, the first thing I talked about was faith. And this has got to be the number one thing. It it is the number one thing that we have to talk about. Well, what, what do you believe? Who do you believe in? Who are you living for? Is it all just about me? That's what humanism is. That's what our society is all about. But the Bible declares to us that it's much more than that. It's about having a relationship with God. It's not religion. But it's a relationship with God. And so number one, like, you know, thinking about life, why are we here on this planet? What is life all about? Do you have a relationship with God? Do you have some kind of trust in in the Almighty God and the God that, you know, is there for you always? Psalm 46, uh, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. You know, I can say it honestly, he never left me alone, and, and I, I knew that I couldn't do it without him. Things were dark. You hit these dark places. Any of you ever hit dark places? I'm coming to the place now where, I, you know, I, I have to just be as honest as I can be uh, with you that life is not easy. Life is hard, and it doesn't matter if you've been a believer for five minutes or five years or 50 years. Life can be very difficult. Is that true? But God is faithful. Things that matter. Number one is faith to have a trust in Him that that the eternal God, Deuteronomy says, is our refuge. And, And underneath are the everlasting arms. That His arms are right underneath you to hold you up. That's kind of important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Faith, that really matters. Ultimately, ultimately when, you, when you come and face these kinds of situations, you realize ultimately it's just you and him. It's just me and him. The, the rest of it, you know, it, it's all, they're, they're important things. We're going to get to those in a second. But ultimately what it gets down to is me and him or you and him. Where are you at with, with him? That's, that's what it's all about. Number one. Number two, uh, I have to say our family and friends, and and you know, at, at, at that time, you know, uh, I realized that, you know, my wife and my kids and every one of them, the spouses all playing a part. Five years and I'm still emotional about that? What? That doesn't make any sense. You know, they would sit with me and they, when i you know, didn't make any sense. They still do. <laughs> you know, they slept in the hospital just so I knew that someone was there. They could still do that back then. They advocated for me when I was too weak. They gave of themselves for me. My friends who texted me, emailed me. This is, this is so important. This, this ministered to me in ways that you can't even describe. So what I'm trying to say about that is, is, is that you and I, we need to pay attention to those people that are around us those family members, those friends, and we need to do those things for them because it really matters. It doesn't matter so much about some of the things the world says that is important, that you have this and you have that, and the things. But those people, you know, we, we, we take people for granted, or we just have issues, and we don't want to get past the issues, and we don't want to, you know, find that healing, find that place of reconciliation. We, we, there's all kinds of excuses, and, and then we miss it. Don't miss the boat. We we uh, we got to Boston Thursday morning about five thirty, and we had a bus that. You know, we had tickets for, but it was not going to be there till like nine thirty. So we said, let's let's try to let's try to get on the train. Well, we had all the suitcases and all this stuff, so we figured out at least we'll catch this shuttle, and that'll take you over to this station. And then and then we were asking people, but you know, the we knew the train was going to leave, and so we're we're just hustling as 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 quick as we can to push these suitcases to get into this train. And we got into the train with five minutes to spare. We thought they were going to leave without us. Don't miss the train. Don't miss the bus. Don't miss the boat with the family that you have right now because you don't know how much time you have. You don't know when that boat's going to sail. I didn't know. There's a lot of other stuff in life, but what's important? What are you living for? Faith and family and friends. The third thing I I talked about then and I think is so true now as as well is this thing called fellowship. You know, walking into this place today, you guys, like, love me. Uh, Why? What is that all about? But the truth is, I love you, too. And there's something special here. You know, we have our family and we have our friends. But, but there's something about fellowship, too, church family. And, and I don't think, I think, you know, we don't realize how important it is. We don't realize it's magical. It's spiritual. There's, there's something deeper than, than just, oh, that's just a place I go. And, and you know, they, they beg me for money and, you know... I have to sit there and I gotta get dressed up and I you know all these other things that we think about. No, this is family stuff here. I remember when I, you know, when I had that surgery and I was and I came back, I was so nervous. But I wasn't here for just a few minutes and, and I got overwhelmed by just the love of, of the family. And the nervousness was gone. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. God has given us something here, folks. I, I just see it, you know, the COVID thing, and, and, and I see it where people are, you know, they just don't even, it doesn't matter if they go to church or not. They don't care. They might come once every, you know, in six months or something. Well, Obviously, they don't have the vision. They don't, have, they don't understand this, that this is something God has given to us. So get involved, get to know somebody, get to know people. you can't know everybody really well. I get that, but you can know one or two or three or four. get to know somebody get get involved, find some way to serve. you know we're We're just kind of ramping up in different ways of of, of ministry and serving but but I believe this with all my heart that 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 there are areas that we are not doing, serving in, that we could. God has given to us a lot, and we just need to use it. This, this really matters. So <clears throat> it blesses us in the end. You will be blessed. When you come here, don't say, oh, I've got to go to church. <laughs> no, I can say that, but you can't say that. <laughs> no. No. I have a place I can go. This is my family. This is my church family. I have a place I can go. And and it's good. The the last thing, it's not the last part of my message. I don't want you to think I'm closing yet. (laughs) I got got time. But the last thing I talked about then was this idea of the future. and, And it really ties into number one is to know where you're going. To know what... Your future is, and it really is for for the believer, it's heaven. The future is heaven if you If you have got that relationship with God through his Son Jesus, you know for me, I knew that you know had had it went a different direction, I would have been home. I like thinking about home these days. I do, but I know that God wants me here right now, but, but we need to be ready for that. I used to say that to my parents before they passed away. Are you ready? Are you ready for heaven? Are you really ready for heaven? Because I didn't know how to say, you know, I'd say, you know, Mom, uh, sit her down, and I am going to give you the four spiritual laws and, you know, kind of witness to you. And she'd go, what are you, weird? <laughs> but I, I asked her, I said, Mom, are, are you ready for heaven? And, and it would just give me a little opportunity to say, you know, to be ready for heaven means you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and that is going to get you to heaven. That's as simple as it, as it, as it really needs to be. Are you ready? Is heaven a part of your future? What's important? You know, I think, I think there's something within us there's something within us as human beings. In fact, it talks about it in the book of Ecclesiastes that, you know, that God has put eternity in our hearts. There's something about eternity that we know that it's, it's more than just paying the bills, right? It's more than just paying $5 a gallon for gas. It's more than just worrying about all these different things and stuff. It's more than just going to yard sales even, I have a confession. I went Friday and Saturday this week. I got back on Thursday. There's something wrong. Where am I going to put all this stuff? My wife says, Don't buy any more stuff. But all that stuff can go away. But what's important is that I'm going to, I'm going to heaven. That's what's important. That's what matters. So, five years ago, what about five months ago? Five months ago, I, I, was, I was sick. I had the flu, and then I had the coronavirus, and then I had pneumonia, and I got very very sick. I think I felt even sicker than when I had the surgery and the other five years ago. I, I, I was really sick. I saw my a cardiologist uh, a few weeks after that, and he's he looked at the, uh, the MRI. He could see it. He said, you were really sick. I said, yeah, I was really sick. Yeah, don't tell me anything I don't already know. <laughs> but it, it, it could have been, it could have gone a different way. But I, but I had to think about it again. You know, what is, you know, what matters All the days ordained for me, it says in Psalm 139, were written in your book before one of them came to be. God knows the number of days. He knows how many days I'm going to be here. And it's measured, notice, in days. It's not measured in years. It's measured in days. Today is the only day that I know about. I don't know about tomorrow yet. Psalm 139, It said in there before that, it says that... David says, You hem me in behind and before. He's, he, he, he's got us in the, in the front. He's got us in the back. He's holding us together. I remember uh, I, I, I said back then that I wasn't able to sing, but I can sing now. And I can sing when I go home, too. Trust him. What's important? What's important in this life? Who are we living for? What are we living for? It says in, in Psalm 73, this is, I love these verses, you guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail. The truth is they will eventually, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever even in the darkest hours. If we have a faith and trust in God and the Almighty God, we're going to be okay. Maybe not here in this planet, maybe not here in this body, but but we are going to be okay because God promises He's going to take us to glory. What about five weeks ago? See, it gets closer and closer and closer. Five weeks ago... Five weeks ago was Easter. Remember that? I was here five weeks ago. It was Easter. I was talking about, you know, Jesus saying that he was the living one, that he had been resurrected from the dead, and he said his message was, do not be afraid. Uh, you know, I, I, I left, and, and we I needed a break. I needed I needed badly to be refreshed and restored and, and to be reminded and, and all that. Uh, but, but Jesus said to those on the Mount of Transfiguration, they fell at his feet. They fell on their faces at his feet. And he said, don't be afraid. John in Revelation, we, we study that on Easter. He, he fell at the feet of Jesus on his face. He had face time with Jesus. And, and Jesus said, don't be afraid. I am the living one. Five weeks ago, seems like a long time ago, huh? Was Easter when we were here. We were having a great time. What about five days ago? What were you doing five days ago? Let's see. That would be Tuesday. What were you doing five days ago? Ah, uh, I was going to work. <laughs> uh, I was going to school. Ah, uh, I was looking for work. Ah. Uh, I had to take care of my kid. Five days ago, but, but that's your life. That's who you are, where, where you were five days ago. Five, di- five days ago, uh, Paul and I were having breakfast with Anthony and, and Irene, talking about, you know, what is God doing in your lives, and where are you going to go, kind of debriefing. Because I think we need to do that, like, from time to time. Like, where am I in my life? What is my life all about? What does it consist of? Teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Five minutes ago, uh, you were saying to yourself, is this message going to ever end? (laughs) But the truth of the matter is, five minutes ago, you are here. You were here in church. Maybe some of you watching But you're gathered around the word of God, gathering around what God wants to say, what God wants to do in your life. What is it all about? It's all about God, and and then it kind of goes out from there. But time is ticking by. Solomon said these words in the book of Ecclesiastes. I love the book of Ecclesiastes, by the way. Some parts are, you know, Hard to understand, perhaps, but he said, This light is sweet, and it pleases the eyes to see the sun. However many years a man may live, let him enjoy them all. Enjoy them. Enjoy the life that we have. But he says, But let him remember the days of darkness, for they will be many. Everything to come is meaningless. Everything to come in this life is meaningless. But, but he says there, there are days of darkness? I mentioned that a little bit earlier, you know. Life has its ups and its downs, doesn't it? There are dark days and there are bright days. You know, I, like I said, uh, I, I face these dark days sometimes and, and I, just, I just have to cry out to God. But, but God is faithful and God meets me. But sometimes I have to say, you know what? Tomorrow is going to be a better day than today. Sometimes that's true. And you just have to hold on to your faith, hold on to the God who has promised to be there with you and never leave you. Look at verse 10. We're still in Psalm 90. This is, anybody who wrote, who wrote Psalm 90 without looking? Moses. Moses wrote the Psalm 90. and Look what he says. He says, the length of our days, notice he says days, is 70 years or 80 if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. They quickly pass and we fly away. Seventy or eighty years, I, you know, none of us know. But notice he says, so Solomon said it, the, you know, the, the man who was given this incredible wisdom. Uh, Moses says it here as, as well, that sometimes this life has trouble and sorrow. Don't anybody ever, let anybody ever tell you that you know, your faith is going to make your life completely trouble-free from here on out. You're, it's a lie. It's not true. Trouble and sorrow, it's its part of this life. But we're going to fly away. Psalm 73, he's going to take us to glory. John 14, he's, Jesus said he's... He's preparing a place for you and he's going to take us to be with him in that very place. What is it all about? Teach us to number of our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Things that really matter. I love you guys. I do. I'm glad to be here. This is a special time, and I, I've said this before. You know what? There, there's never going to be another day just like today. There's never going to be a time when these seats have these exact number of people, and it just won't happen. It'll never happen again like this, looking at the same passages, talking about the same things. So take advantage and don't let it pass by today. Number one, that you have a relationship with God, and if you don't get one, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Give your life to Jesus, or give it back to him. Maybe you've wandered off. Number two, don't don't miss the the people that are around you, the family that you have, the friends that you have. Number three, the the fellowship. This fellowship is unique. We're just kind of peculiar. You know, the King James Version uses that word peculiar. We are a peculiar people in a good way. Take advantage of it. But ultimately, like it talks about in the book of Hebrews, it says they looked ahead to that home, that city that has foundations, that is uh, the eternal city, the, the new Jerusalem that God has prepared for you and I. Amen? Okay, let's pray. Just give us a moment to settle our hearts down and be quiet before him. Psalm 46:10, be still and know that he is God. That he loves you. That he loves me. That he is faithful. He'll never let us go. Today we just want to take stock and think about what my life is all about. Who am I living for? What am I living for? Maybe it's stuff. Help us to refocus and to get our house in order. Because we don't know what kind of time frame we have. I don't know. There's an urgency, I think. We're one day closer to eternity. Lord, thank you for your people. Thank you for this family, this one small part of the family of God, the fellowship, I thank you for this place. It's, it, it's been decades of, of uh, wonderful fellowship, and, and yet it's day by day. And today here is a unique day and time where we're here together, and we don't take it for granted. I pray you to help us, Lord, in all these areas, Lord. Help us in our walk with you. Help us in our families, and our friendships. Help us in our fellowship. Maybe there's someone who needs to call out to Jesus today to have that relationship with God. You can do it right now. Just open your heart. Open your heart and say to him, Dear Jesus, I I need you. I need help. I can't do it anymore. Come into my life. Come into my heart. I believe in you. I believe you died on that cross for my sins. that you were buried and that you rose from the dead. I receive you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand together, shall we?